and you pull on your balls a little bit. Oh, dude, it opens that up, your, up your whole. Shit. Have you done that? The whole plumbing. I was telling you, you need to try it, no. especially when your balls are tight. If they're tightly wound, God. you just oh, give them like a tight, a, a tight subtle thoughts. turn and a and a pull down. <laughs> the DMT gets out of there. Oh God! Oh, yeah, all the DMT. The you better not be recording. Dude, I had no idea about this trick. That's good. It's uh, I could use that. Pulling your balls. Sometimes it's it gets a little sweaty. Are you guys know? serious? It's real. It's real. Yeah. You pull your balls and you shit shit bricks after <laughs> <Empty> your balls. <laughs> it goes from a quarter to a plate in what half a second. Wow. Why is, why is a plate, huh? <laughs> your asshole dilates. One of those little tortillas. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Pull your balls. Pull then, your balls. You should pull your balls more. It's actually pleasurable, man. Yeah. The ball skin. If you like, Yeah, the skin, it feels nice to stretch it's it out. It's nice. Huh? It stretches a lot farther than people think. I was always, yeah. you know, I was always a little timid. Uh, you know, I'm no, that I'm no stranger to the female form. But I was always a little timid uh, to tug on you know the labia a little bit you know you don't know how oh, much i could slap it around but when you when you see a girl going to town on herself she, she spreads she pulls she tucks she tickles and uh i started thinking about my own my own testes my own skin and i started stretching and fondling pulling twisting Just and it feels you. good man you yeah. give it a good tug almost to its it's beyond its elastic Length. The skin or your ball bag? The skin on the your ball scrotum. bag. Your scrotum. Your scrotum. You got to be careful. If you pull the wires out from the... Oh, don't pull no, the wires. No, no. no don't wires, fuck with the... No, don't the pull the wires. Talking about... Just, the skin. The skin. But when you're Special. shitting, you actually pull the balls. You really give them... See, see how Kyle's doing right there? Overhand? That's pr- pretty much the right form. Yeah, it looks like he's... Right gl- like... Gripping like a fucking uh, four-wheel drive, like a, like a clutch. Putting it in the reverse. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and then it all you just feel lighter. You go about your day. <laughs> the conversation started because Dagger asked me. He's, I, he was talking about his phone. He's on his phone. He's like, "Well, what do you do? What do you fucking do when you shit?" It's like I'll tell you what I do. You play with your balls. I grab. I grab yeah, man, all, remember I grab shitting without something to do? I rarely shit just without anything to do. Yeah, I never do anything. You got to take advantage of that time because it's like, it's I mean, time. I'm a 10-minute, 15-minute shitter. But I don't like yeah. to bring my phone with me. I bring so many things with me in the bathroom. Beers, magazines. Ah, no magazines. I guess I don't entertain in the bathroom. I lied. It's just beer. I drink beer while I shit. That's not the worst way to spend your shit. But I don't actually drink it. I just set it next to me because I was once, like told, to once told by a wise man, nothing should go in your body while it's going out of your body. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's purity. It's balance. But I, I mean, honestly, like a, a nice book on top of your toilet. Okay. Whatever happened to that? That's a yeah. good habit. Okay, I, 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 okay, okay. I, I'll, I'll give you a magazine paper. or a mindless book. Learn something. You know, don't just watch some stupid YouTube video and but, catch up on the latest sh- dude, bullshit. Yeah, but you've YouTube. seen like game-winning shots from the shitter, man. That's I've true. like heard you yell oh, yeah. from the bathroom, like, "No, oh, no, he didn't." Yeah. And that's exciting. You can't deny that your phone, like you sit down, you shit, and your eyes water, and you plop that first, pinch that first loaf out. And you're like, oh, you get the chills. Oh. And then you're settled in, right? And dude, you whip out your phone. You're like, yes. Reddit, NBA, YouTube, Instagram. You're like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, but then you also you're run, in heaven, you man. run the on. risk yeah. of it's staying, so nice. staying on that thing for too long. You know? Yeah, so what? It puts stress it's, on, on the body. Well, it puts a lot of stress on your butthole. 
That's what I was getting. Your innards to. start, yeah, could start coming out. I didn't want to be so issues. You get a hemorrhoid. You, you get, get a hemorrhoid. Yeah, unless so. you get a squatty potty. Well, that's then you're in yeah. And out. That's actually the ball trick is the uh, is the natural way of going with the squatty potty. So you can kind of you know you, you get on your heels a little bit, maybe pop your elbows in there inside of your knees and just go. Nah. But if you want to just do a ball tug. tug. An overhand tug. I'm telling you, you're going to get similar results. <laughs> what if I'm just, just thinking out loud here? You sort of get like some sort of uh, something to tie around your balls, and then instead of messing with your legs, you just pull up. So you lasso your balls, right? You whip you three lasso, and then you pull up. Your balls go up towards your... Um, it could be this. It could satisfy or get the same sort of outcome. You walk in my bathroom. You know when... Uh, <laughs> you know how people, like old school dads will have a from their garage cord they'll have a tennis ball yeah. so the car doesn't crash you walk in my bathroom there's just this uh, little t- looks like a baby noose hanging off hanging from the ceiling <laughs> just, just wrap in. your balls oh. up in there and the same time you pull it up it flushes the toilet oh, oh that'd that's be excellent one seamless uh. process you don't even see the shit yeah you don't even have right to see it but I'm gonna have it. to try this this whole ball tugging thing to, to alleviate your bowels quicker or more loosely I'm not convinced it releases some, some sort of like chemical like other than widening your your butthole, it does something else to your <laughs> chemistry. I don't know what it is. It prepares. It prepares. There's some sort of preparatory thing. There's signals firing to your brain saying, "Open the chamber. It's time to roll." Well, we do know that in the species, the, the human species, the fathers, males who have had sons, and their sons pull on their ball sack. It releases. Dimethyltryptamine, right? Like right. As a, as a as a father, it's not falling. DMT. Something equal to that. What Damien's explaining least. is the falling falling father theory. As a father is falling from his seat in laughter, drunkenness, anger, whatever it is, if the son catches his father by his testicles and pulls him back, he tugs on his balls. DMT just releases throughout his whole father's brain, and but it goes into a psychoactive trip. It could conceivably work. You know, say your dad's. Yeah, trying to tell you to do something and you go up to him. The son goes up to the father and grasps the father's balls and pulls down and tugs his balls. I think the same sort of... It's it's basically like it's an evolutionary mechanism. It makes sense. So At now, that moment, yeah, your son has demasculated you so much where you need, you're need you suspended in reality. You just Your whole world is shattered. Yeah. So your well, brain it's like, is it's like protecting when you, itself. It's like when you die. You lose all your... You lose control over everything, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. You give yourself a tug. You enter this midpoint between life and death. You're in two worlds at once, and you just... Well, in this case, your son's giving you a tug, right? Yeah, but yeah. this one, you're sim- you're, 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 it's yourself. Oh, now, yeah, okay. We're now going it's back yourself. to self on the toilet. It's still the same effect on the brain. Yeah. Oh, I think it's a different effect if your son actually did it to you as if opposed to If your son your pulls yourself. your butt, yeah. I think it's just... I think it's an ego protection. It's going back to it. There's something Freudian about it. It's going back to your roots. It's going back, back to it. Yeah, there's something evolutionary about it. Something like our ancestors used to yeah. do it, right? I could see like Native Americans. It was, it was and called the elephant walk. Old old people doing it. And you would have one in front of the next. In front pulling. Of the next. Just pulling. pulling. Like, like rope. Shitting. It was actually the first Balls. fertilization of crops. Crop dusting, they called it. And you would just grab. And you'd see lines of 30, 50 men. Walking, humming in unison, grunting, shitting. Wow, wow, I didn't know that. That's fascinating. And the longer your sack 
droops down between your legs, the yeah. wiser you are. Yeah, the older you are. You've done these rituals so many lo- times. Long bald. Yeah, just yeah. coincidental, you know. Isn't it amazing how pristinely the body is put together, but yet men's God. most vital sex organs are just hanging right between your legs, so vulnerable, so exposed, and so in the way of all the activities we love to do. That's we true. love to sit, stand, jump, play basketball, play soccer. Like Your balls are fight. Your balls are just so exposed, and they hurt. Unless you're any female listening to this, you don't understand the pain when you get your ball. There's nothing equivalent when you get your balls tapped or flicked or a big heavy knee plunges into your fucking nards. Oh God, it's so painful. It's so dangerous. You could rupture your entire sense of uh, masculinity with some swift kick to the nuts so funny man it's the position right in front of you right where anything can hit it low and it's protected by like the thinnest skin on your entire body it is the thinnest it's skin the thinnest on the whole skin body. on the whole body <sighs> empty hacky sack holding your empty jewels. happy sack yeah. stitched I with wish. a couple hairs i wish it was as thick as a hacky sack it's true that'd, be nice, actually. That. that'd actually be pretty protective and i wonder why i mean maybe when i see him i'll ask but i wonder why our creator left it exposed in the, why can't it just be internal? Why did the Why did the testes have to be all out there well, for everybody? Like a target, you, you like answered, a big target. You answered a few few moments ago, and you said the, the longer your balls hang, the wiser you are. We weren't born clothed, you know. We were born to show our balls, to have your balls presented, to be out here. God's wishes, yes. God's, God's wishes plan. was until the folly of man, the Garden of Eden, covered the genitals. Beautiful. Adam had that's short balls. balls man. That's so beautiful, man. But really, one of the the reasons why is it's a warmth thing. Be, they can't be if they're internal; they're too warm, mm-hmm. which is bad for sperm production. Sperm production. So that's why you shouldn't wear tidy whities. Yeah, you got to keep the, you got to keep your balls cool. That's but that doesn't. I feel like <clears> the body could have developed some other sort of mechanism to cool your balls inside, protect those goddamn things. You could be you could be rendered impotent and. Not have kids because of a, of a freak accident. Let's say a hubcap fucking flies off the traffic and just slices your balls open. Every man has had a few scares in his life. You guys are no exception, I'm sure. I've had a few scares. I've had some scares, man. Where you got to go check and you're like, are my balls gone? Are my balls deflated? I've beat blood before from a test. Oh, I've never had it that that's, bad. That, mm. that is, There's horror stories out that's there. That's like a horror movie, man. It's a living hell. From hitting your kidneys or hitting your balls? Hitting the balls. Oh, wow. Yeah, checked it out. That blood it's, goes back yeah. in from the contusion. Yeah, Dude. goes back up in there. Oh mm. man, mixed up with all those little spermies. It's I don't even think I had sperm at the time. I was a young boy. Balls. No, balls. little boys have sperm in there. Or no, they don't. Huh? They don't. I think so. No. You got to go through puberty. Yeah, you got to you got to earn your sperm. That's the other weird thing, man. Hmm. Girls, their their like reproductive stage is incredibly accelerated compared to boys. Isn't it like twelve years old to like fifteen years old? Yeah, that's why all the girls are taller in junior high than the boys. The they boys, mature faster. You, maybe what? When's a boy? When can a boy start procreating? I think like, like 15? 15, 15 yeah. 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 Girls, oh, you know, a couple of years before Once he that. gets his first little, one of those little mustache hairs, you see on, they're tiny. They're not real mustaches. That's a they're sperm, little, yeah. That's a sperm. That's a sperm that a dove through your lip and then it just grew hair. <laughs> just died. <laughs> sperm. What if you never ejaculated? How much oh, sperm do you think? Because sperm gets produced, right? Yeah. It's up to us to release it. A lot of it gets produced. It's quite. It, it's it, a lot. If you look at the numbers. It's 
actually a, sh- a lot of sperm. Calc that out. Be surprised how much sperm. Right. Could fill Big Bear Lake. But it it's doesn't. Big. It doesn't just build up. I mean, some of it it dies eventually when it's in your body. But the liquid, though, the ejaculate. The ejaculate. What's the ejaculate between sperm and the ejaculate? We got Charles Barkley on it. Well, the the ejaculate itself is comprised of sperm cells, but there's also like it's a fruct. It's just sugar. It's like sugar water in there. Fructose. Sweet, sweet sugar water. It's sugar. Oh it's yeah, got some no, sugar fructose. Yeah. Mine's that's, got a little coffee, a little garlic. Here. That's what when you, <laughs> when you get a vasectomy, you cut off a tube that releases sperm. So you still shoot. Uh, you still ejaculate ejaculate when you get a vasectomy but they cut off the tube that's releasing sperm into that sort of sac so you're still i don't know what it is it's just like it's a bunch of fucking cream just dick cream yeah right ball cream white ropes little lube huh little fucking lube the deal (laughs) but yeah i think because it's it gets produced even if you don't let it out because i've gone a long time not letting it out and it wasn't like a gallon came out you know what i mean 33 days to be exact. Three. Right. That's my record. That's 33 your longest days streak. without ejaculating. Yeah. <laughs> and it can't, and I was like, all right, here it comes. Here comes a gallon of milk. You're just waiting for like <laughs> a quart of milk. <laughs> but no, it was, it was just, it was, Drip it was much more voluminous than a, a regular one, but it wasn't ridiculous. But I feel like the next seven or eight, oh, yeah. bigger. Tap the valve. Yeah. Tapped in. Yeah. It just starts with the foam. You really get That's strange. Going. So just slightly larger than the normal. Slightly life, normal, yeah. but he's slightly larger than normal, but for more. Aren't you so saying the subsequent ten? Yeah. The subsequent yeah, yeah, ten were like solid. You could have gone three more. Four Whereas if more you do the if you do the opposite, if you go every day for thirty three days, it's probably going to start thinning out on you. Yeah. Have you ever had some where you're just beating off too much and it's just like powder coming? It's out? just nothing yeah. coming out. Powder. You're like, just <laughs> I remember as a kid, I like I, a like a dry gas. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that happens, right? But you know what's also funny though is it's your the volume that comes out is correlated with how turned on you are sexually, which is kind of crazy to think about. If you're really aroused and passionate, you will have a larger load than if you weren't. If you're by yourself, just whimpering and I really want to know it. the science behind that because I know that's true. The amount I know that the actual concentrated matter of what's inside there is different you have way more sperm when you are like copulating versus uh something that's more onanistic your your self your love uh jacking off jacking off aka jacking off spank the monkey (laughs) (laughs) whacking it but but essentially and different hormones released so different hormones are released and the material that's what i'm so fascinated by the material itself is different your body knows when you're doing it versus when you're with someone. So it has to be correlated to something in the brain. Hmm. And there's also too, if couples have been away for a while, meaning they haven't seen each other and they spend, let's say, a week apart and they come back together, they'll measure the, the, the liquid the vagina produces as well as the amount of sperm that comes out. And it's always ramped up when two couples have spent time together. And the theory is that Ramp it up. they have, well, for, on the guy's end, why you produce more sperm is that that female had an opportunity to get impregnated by somebody else. So your body senses that. Your body, your brain and your body detects the fact that there could be competition sperm in there. So your body is now saying, okay, we need to develop more sperm to get even more of a chance for our child to, to procreate. So it'll just blast out even more. Like trying to overload. Yeah. And that's why you people describe like makeup sex 
You know, when two individuals spend a period of time thinking that it's over and we're broken up, broken up, and then they get back together and have sex, it sort of it sort of emulates the same thing where it's like we cast each other apart. She could have had sex with somebody else. He could have been with somebody else in that meantime, and then we're back together, making sweet, passionate love. So your body revs up for this occasion. It's like, oh, I want to make sure my kids man are born. The brain brain is a sex organ. It's interesting, man. It's crazy, man. It's it's crazy thinking that like there's all this evolutionary drive behind all our intentions and but what we think about in the moment and in hindsight is com- something completely different like oh it was just really passionate sex because we love each other yeah. or or we missed each other so I don't know yeah. just a bigger load shit man I had like, I had like <laughs> two fucking burritos I've been taking my men's one a day it's like everything. my vitamin C everything's yeah. connected you can always do that with everything you can explain things in a really romantic esoteric way and not just like sex and relationships but you can always explain things to be really uh human and romantic or you can just be really bare bones and science and boring about shit like everything boils down to those two explanations yeah and we often hate to we hate to deduce our own minds and romanticism and well it's it's one way of looking at it that is pretty pretty well thought of over the past few years you know it's got a good body of work for us to look at it through that lens but obviously there's so many ways of looking at different from now now that we're expanding past the balls and the sperm and sex we're i think we're going into broader life issues Uh you know you don't have to just look at all human interactions as evolutionary there's a lot of different ways to look at it but yeah it is fascinating to me just because i don't think about the evolutionary part of it a Nobody lot. does. Yeah, you're like living it. You're evolving yourself, and then you're like not. You're not necessarily touching back into what humanity used to be like either. You know. So it's but it. You're just on it. You're on that mm-hmm. scale. It's Girl. undeniably there, though, right? Undeniably there, man. Yeah. Everything. Even like when I heard that uh, statistic that you perform better in sports when you chew gum because you satisfy that need for food because your body's always thinking when's when's the next food what's the next thing i'm going to eat because you're in that hunter gatherer kind of mindset chewing gum satiates that need you can focus more on the task at hand mm-hmm. that, that's that sort of stuff's undeniable it's fascinating man mm-hmm. and people will rate you more confident they'll say if you're going to do i think they might have looked at jordan or they say the people will rate uh, an individual being more confident or more proficient at whatever task when they're chewing a piece of gum because what that conveys is if if my task is to play basketball or fight or do something very difficult, the fact that I'm chewing and eating means that I don't really consider this task to be very high priority yeah. because I'm calm enough to eat while I'm doing it. It appears recreation. So it which is why brain. I think Jordan did something like that. Yeah, because it's you, like this guy is this guy's not even worried about the game. He's eating. Right. What the fuck? You're, and you're, it's he almost, must be good. It's almost like a, who the fuck does that guy think he is? And mm-hmm. then you just see a little bit of performance and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Versus like, yeah, someone who's really, it, it makes you appear nonchalant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. The way, especially when you chew big. Yeah, there's something, it, it, I mean, it. I think it inherently speaks to all of us that like, who's this asshole chewing gum? Yeah. Whether he's like a teacher or a sergeant or like you're in a job interview and you're chewing gum, you're like, hold on, aren't you nervous? Aren't you worried about the outcome? Aren't you outcome dependent right now? But you're like, no, I'm calm enough to sit and eat. 
Because, like you said, evolutionarily, we only ate when it was fucking safe in time of peace. And, like, you could sit down. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to do. You can eat. It's time to eat. It's really weird. Yeah, there was no gum back then. And there's no gum, yeah. But that motion... There's so like, there was like uh, there was hacking your body, I guess. There was licorice root and things like that you could chew on. True. Some, some tobacco, fat, some ginseng, some like some bear fat or something. Sure. <laughs> tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. No, we probably chewed all tobacco kinds of shit. Yeah, they probably chewed all the time. What are we talking about? Psilocybin. <laughs> but no, you don't do it like when shit's really hitting the fan. You know what I mean? When you're in real dire right. situations. When, when like yeah. the when, when the other tribe is chasing you or yeah. like <laughs> grizzly bears it. coming through, you're not like, oh, wait, hold on, let me get some licorice root with some tobacco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's very interesting. And there's a million of those things. There's a million of those instances. Even like those, you know those like people watching things where you start uh, having preconceived judgment on someone for their behavior? It's not really like you. It's almost like your brain going into default mode. You're like, just same thing like that. It, it always revolves basic needs too. Food, heat, sex. Like, it's always things like that. It emerges from that. It emerges and then from it those. surfaces in your conscious yeah. of, of something completely different, whether it's romantic or how you think you see the world. Yeah. But yeah but Even the idea of leaving your phone behind now, people get a sense of dread and helplessness because they go, what if I need to look up something or what if I need to get somewhere mm-hmm. directionally? Like they start freaking out and it would be the same thing as not having your bow and arrow or your hides with you. Yeah. Like you're just like, oh, like you feel defenseless. Mm-hmm. You're losing you're losing your tribe, your connectivity, your yeah, tools. Your tribe, all yeah. of our to- all the tools we need you use are electronic now. Yeah. Debit card, wallets, like things like right that. But there's also just that did you just grab your crotch? I said I got one right here though. You said all your tools are electronic. <laughs> yeah, I get a couple clicks. Okay. I almost shot myself doing it. Yeah, you gotta be careful, man. Loosen those bowels up with the ball tug. Let's see if this podcast performance gets better after this. Yeah, you know. It'll be a good test. I know you guys propped up. You responded to that. Just I was just kind of jarring. Just, you just, just do it mid-cast. It's almost cool. like pissing on air. I yeah. would do that. What was I saying? What was I talking about? Sorry, I didn't mean to take you off. <clears throat> <guy>. Shit, <laughs> I was talking about balls. Let's see. Gum. Jordan. Evolution. Evolution. Uh, not Not caring. Tools, cell phones. Tools, so cell phones. Yeah, yeah, we're you, you lose your tribe when, yeah. you're, when you're disconnected. Yeah. You're just talking about that disassociation yeah. from uh, that community when you don't have that with you, that sense of helplessness, mm-hmm. when you don't have your phone or your tech, or whatever it is, man. What about blue light? You guys afraid of blue light? I, Are you guys taking steps to mitigate some of the blue light in your life? I think that I have a gene that blue light doesn't affect me negatively. Yo, let's get mm. let's let's go let's go yeah. deeper on this. Blue light. I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you, Kyle, think you have a gene? And you said gene, meaning that this is a trait that's been passed along human evolution that's for right. thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, and thousands, and thousands, and thousands to make it a gene. And you've gotten this gene. Blue light. Your blue light. Free blue light doesn't affect your human eyeball. Father, grandfather, great grandfather. Great great grandmother, none of them had a low tolerance to blue light. But what is the effect Built of blue in light? What, what, I mean, what is uh, some restlessness? How would you know? Yeah, uh, so it's a lot of restlessness. Can't go to sleep. Can't go to sleep. Kind of That's the thing. Your brain is hyperactive. Your eyes dilate extra tight. Mm. You can't. You know, you just kind of get in the zone. None of that. It just all falls off. 
smiles will be natural light. <laughs> so you've never been eyes restless. Will be clean, natural light. You've never had trouble going to sleep. Can you do one of those eyes wide shut things to me, or excuse me, Clockwork Orange, Clockwork Orange, where it has their his eyeballs are all tight, and you could just project blue light in my eyes. <laughs> and you probably <laughs> fall, fall asleep, <laughs> sleep with his eyes open. <laughs> From everything I've seen, it's not so much that it's affecting your eyeball. But it's what it's doing is it's tricking your own circadian rhythm into prolonging like its sleep process. So when the moon goes down, ideally, your brain starts sending all these signals. It fires like melatonin and all these other brain chemicals that gets you ready for the night cycle and the sleep cycle. So let's say you know it goes down at six, your melatonin starts firing, firing, firing up, and then it reaches a point to where you sleep and it gives you a restful night's sleep, and then you wake up with the sun coming up. So what blue light does when it's nine o'clock and the sun's been down, you're getting the you, that chain of events is not starting until much later. So it's disrupting the, the the system that's in play in your brain. It's not so much the eyeballs necessarily that it's like hurting, like the mechanics of your eyeballs, but it's it's delaying your body's natural the natural kind rhythm, of rhythm, the circadian sure. rhythm, which it's so, it some, makes so for much some, sense for some. for some for some with. For most people, I'd say. Weak. But it makes sense because your your brain goes through a cascade of events when the sun goes down. And it gets ready for nighttime and sleep. It has a gear, it's got to gear your whole fucking... Yeah, it's got to bring it down. Think about totally. since like the electric light bulb, right? People could now... Or, I mean, even with candlelight. But the electric light bulb, when it was mass produced... You could just you could it's like the sun never went down and you get these metropolis areas, New York, cities that never sleep, all this light, all this activity. I know of course it's more with blue light and phones, but the minute we started doing that, those rhythms started getting out of balance anyways. Uh-huh. Because before it was you get up when the sun's up, you go and go out and back at home when the sun's down and time for bed. So those rhythms have been changing for quite some time now. No, quite some time. It's relative to human history. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, a hundred, that's a blip, not years, even a blip. Not even. But, years. but what I'm saying is we're making it seem like it's happening with iPhones and, 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 and computer yeah. light. Sure. But what I'm, the only point I'm trying to make is it's been happening longer than that. It has. It quite has. some time. But no, not in the scope of human history. Yeah. But the, our propens- I'd say in the last, so like let's say 100, 150 years. Yeah, you're right. The, the introduction of artificial light has changed all of these things for us. But the last fucking 20 years, now we all have a fucking really bright screen right in front of our face, iPad, Kindle, iPhone, right before bed. Right. In like face-to-face constantly. We have it much more. So I could say it's getting worse. And you could attribute the past 100 years, 150 years of society, like we have been just a different species. We have been living, living a whole, totally different life. This could be very well causing us low-level stress, not optimal sleep, stressing us the fuck out, so having, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not catastrophic to our species as we see it, but it could be very, if you look at it from a broad perspective, it could be very detrimental to the, very, our very. wealth, our health and well-being. I, I still got to go back to the ojos, man. I think there's something going on with the eyes. I think there's well, something going on there. Like, well, what do you mean? People, people's on? eyes are going to get even like, you know, like this LASIK, like humans don't have very good eyes. Like in terms of mammals, yeah, but I pretty bad much, vision already. Yeah, but Glasses, I wonder how eyes. much of that is now because of society. Now we're staring at digital nowadays. screens, staring at digital displays sure. all day long. Sure, that, that, I mean that's definitely why the the downfall of eyes is happening. But I think the sleep thing is a way bigger issue because it affects 
everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the biggest epidemics is people not getting their sleep right. They well, were terrible sleep. Also, there's I think there's there's even more effects on the brain and stress uh, in waking hours, like when people mm-hmm. people's attachments to their phones as well. Uh, and there's more emotional connection attachments there, like sure. checking all the social media, keeping oh, sure. up, sure. like. Uh, the, the whole idea of FOMO or, or, you know, all this disillusionment inside, inside there, mm-hmm. that whole chamber is, is even more detrimental. How about this? Have you guys looked at the electromagnetic sort of field that's being disrupted from all of the Wi-Fi and all of the cell signals that's constantly around no. us? Nobody thinks about it. There's no, a guy, lay that on Paul Check, who's the fucking godfather of wellness, dude. Look up Paul Check. I couldn't re- recommend Paul Check to anybody anymore. He's a fucking absolute genius in my estimation. He talks about he had like some knee injury, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he, he's one of these guys. He's ha- he's fucking measuring his fucking blood and all every every marker he could possibly measure because he's a fitness slash wellness slash health kind of guy, right? Diet, everything's getting measured, and he's seeing the effects of everything. He had a knee injury. He couldn't heal. He couldn't get a good night's sleep. He was in pain sleeping. He told his wife he lives on a pretty big compound. He shut the whole fucking Wi-Fi down, all of the electricity to his uh, his house one night and killed it he said he got the most restful sleep possible and his kneel in a couple weeks or days started to heal much faster than it was without it so he's attributing a lot of low-level stress to humanity by being surrounded by all of these uh, is it electromagnetic they're frequencies it's it's happening like that you can't we can't we have all have 4g capabilities on our phones with the phone with the this with the neighbors it's all in the air the whole grid and filled with very this stuff. close to your body a that, lot too that and i know there's studies coming out about it and shame on me but it's 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 registering with us on a physiological level so like you said dagger to to your brain i mean we could just be we could be that much more irritable that much more uh stressed not well rested i think it may it may have some sort of could it be, has to have an effect. It I mean, could that's be just how life works. Some of the, I mean, uh, it's, is it safe to assume? Maybe not. Maybe that's not safe to assume because I know Japan just got like some crazy, the first official something G or something. But America mm-hmm. definitely uses a lot of these signals and connections. I'm wondering if there's any uh, correlation with the the uptick in, in violence we've been seeing. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's, it's a it's kind of a slippery slope because we have no idea. We could start attributing everything bad in society to these waves. Yeah, I know that and was no, dangerous. And I don't know if there's like a definitive study. You know, like obviously this guy has his personal story, and it's worth worth noting. But I don't know if there's actual studies that show like effects on bones and mm-hmm. and things of that nature. It'd be interesting to find out because it, it is be. everywhere. I mean, there's no running away from it. Like the only way you could do that is going up on a mountain. And then even then there's like radio waves. There's, there's 3G all around you. I you mean, know, like how really run for years it. and years there's like a, there's been kind of a stupid superstitious injury uh, prevention method. It's like copper, these copper bracelets, copper mm. sleeves, copper, supposed to help i wonder if there's anything going on uh with with copper in in these kind of frequencies and wavelengths too maybe you know there's gotta it's be interesting there's, there's gotta be a way to counteract signals and in, in frequencies with frequencies metals and jewels how, how about this bro a clothing line that deflects 99.9999 percent of all the waves in the air dude what's that we talked about it Ben Greenfield, another fitness dude, has a, a line of underwear. I think he's sponsored by it. But around your nuts, oh no no, around your nutsack, a line podcast. 
this guy Jason Alexander, I think, line pod, a line podcast. He sells underwear where the, around the nut, the nut bags, that whole little area. There's like a sheath. There's a cloth that is meant to detect, or excuse me, deflect, or not let in the electromagnetic waves coming from your phone. When it's That's in your pocket, it's in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. just great. That's a really good and idea. your laptop on your there's phone, been, iPad there's on your There's been nuts. no like. Uh, Really it's good. too soon to tell if there's damage from having a laptop on your lap or a cell phone in your pocket yeah. and all that stuff. I, we got you know what well, to our listeners we owe it. We'll do some research, all three of us. We'll yeah, go. We'll go we'll, we'll I'm gonna get salt our these too. It's fun to speculate about something you don't know though. Oh, for sure. But uh, what do you think? You think it's affecting you or not? You think it's just? I'm gonna say on a negligible level. It's affecting, but Negligible. the sleep thing, the blue light thing, and not getting enough sleep—that's way more powerful. I feel like, mm. and, and affecting. But I, I feel like the stuff in the air is so small. That's just my hunch. Bees? Remember, my the, hunch. there's there's correlations with bees, bee health, and oh, the yeah. the Wi-Fi signals. It's just like it's wreaked havoc on the the natural environment. Man, and these and bees can't get a break, man. I feel like everything bees, wipes out dude, bees. Bees are so crucial to. A lot of uh, our ecosystem. I, I feel like we were talking about this 10 years ago. Not us, but like everybody was talking about the bees uh-huh. going out because of the Wi-Fi and stuff. And uh, there were some predictions made. And not, not, none of them have really happened. But I, I'd be curious to see if, yeah, if it's, it's a really big problem. If you talk bees. to some nerd, they'll, they'll tell you what, how it's changed. The ecosystem's changed. That's the thing. We're just, I think we're just too ignorant to a lot of the... Dude. It's just happening so slowly that it's happening so slowly and things that they're just not pinging our radar also yet. i don't it's like ignorance is bliss like we find out they're bad for us what then we have to stop using our cell phones stop yeah. going on wi-fi stop podcasting stop casting it's classic starbucks classic. is sh- shutting down because they're just selling coffee now they're not like internet hubs it's a classic conundrum it's like staying blissfully ignorant is seriously it could be in your best interest at times because once you can't unlearn something that's yeah, the, the danger right. that that's actually when you start really getting sick is when you realize how bad it is for you and now you're in your own brain about how bad it is for you or it causes you stress because you're like fuck i'm looking at blue light fuck, high I'm level looking at blue that's light. a high level from a low to a high level so stress. now the stress of realizing you're looking at blue light is actually doing more damage than the blue light itself so now oh, you're man. fucked oh, you're stressing yeah. me out that's where, see, that's where your mentality becomes a sort of force field for all these minor things. Mm. That way, when you're running through life, you don't have to think about this shit. You know, you don't have to think about the burger. You, you don't have to think own, about the fucking waves. You send waves your own waves out, right? Yeah, your you mentality. send your own waves to counter, counter to kind of tr- 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 meet them and just. Pew, like, I send some Mi Fi out there. The force. Because you, you're sending waves out too, man. Like, you turn off all the electronics, I'm still getting your waves hitting me. I am. So I got to make sure I have my waves, my force fluid out that only lets the good ones, the groovy ones, and the creative yeah. ones, the cool ones. But, I mean, there's a bunch of waves going around. Yeah, Vibrations a lot of waves. And all this, and all this jazz. It's all just waves, man, when you really think about it. Just get too, man. Just, just get fucking pitted. Yeah, dude, just fucking get in that fucking green coffin, dude, and just get fucking pit it until the fucking lights go out dude yeah yeah it's good to be ignorant i think <laughs> it yeah. is though man <laughs> quote. it is that's a quote that's a quote it's good to be going on. That's going on it really story. is because you can't unlearn something and uh-huh. you can't and if you dwell dwelling is the worst man or living stifled or feared that's the worst thing you can do because you can get so that's the thing about these fucking biohackers man like ben greenfield to who I brought up earlier. If you guys, you, I think we've listened to Ben Greenfield and Rogan, right? Yeah. 
His entire life is spent measuring, calculating, estimating, researching all of the micro effects everything has on everything. And it stresses you out to the point where you're like, what the fuck is this guy? Because every little ingredient you add to one thing is going to change the entire balance, which changes this balance to that balance. And you're constantly inserting and extracting and fucking pretty soon all you do is dwell on the minutia of concoctions of like protein shakes and beef livers. and sleeps and stuff. It's yeah. true, man. You become a mad scientist. Like yeah. this guy sounds like a mad scientist. I, oh, I don't dude. Know what he he's, yeah, you can he's get into the it epitome all. of it. You ever been Greenfield? Uh, I haven't, no. It's good, Rogan. I guess I'm ignorant. He's That's good. Yeah, he's great. Stay there. But, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you don't, don't even go down that path, man. Like that rat documentary. I'm not going to watch that. I'll never watch that. I don't need to know the life of rats and how... I'd highly recommend can, that documentary. Yeah, I know you would, rat I've boy. Seen it, I see it in my sleep sometimes after a nice blue light session. It's like these little facts. Like, you know those Snapple caps that said, the average person swallows an average of eight spiders per year in their sleep. I didn't need to know that because now I know I'm probably swallowing spiders in my sleep. You just don't need to know that. Oh, man. You didn't know that? Well, you're welcome. Eight Well, that means that, means that like probably hundreds year. of spiders are crawling on you yeah. during your sleep. Up your nose, <laughs> up your eyes, I your feel balls. icky. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, you just stress me out. And yeah. You don't, you don't even me. have to be a mouth breather. They, go, they can go through your nose. You know what I mean? When you're sleeping. Sure. Different types of breathing. Speaking of mouth breathing, you guys still mouth breathing? Like right now? Waking state? You got to do a, t- uh, tape your mouth at night. Go to sleep with tape on your mouth. That's a very common tactic. So you do it all your remedy. girlfriends, right? Uh, that's between you and I. Oh, at, at night you're talking about. Yeah, yeah to no, train your brain. I've always been a, through the nose. Take a piece of duct tape, close you've, my mouth. You've never once done that. I uh, know, but I thought about it. I want to. You'd rip all your I don't have the nasal off. capacity yet. I got to get my... You do both? Get a rhinoplasty. Do you do both? You breathe through your mouth when you sleep? I breathe through my mouth sometimes, but I also breathe through my nose sometimes. But I wonder when I go to sleep what happens if I just go... <laughs> no, that's what you do. Trust me. Default. Is I get, I get frustrated with my nasal capacity. It's wonky sometimes. You ever... Like, you just... Like, you wake up in the morning and you, the half of your nose is, is clogged and the other half's open. It's all the spiders, dude. It's all yeah, the spiders. Yeah, spiders, man. There. Fuck. But yeah, you should definitely breathe through your nose. The, the proper way to breathe is through your nose. Oh. All oxygen should come through your fucking nose. You got that? All. I've and actually been concerned about the way I sleep for several years because I believe it to be a low oxygen state. Mm. And I've asked questions to people that I respect. <laughs> low, hold on. And a low oxygen state. What do you mean? I'll get to it. And they've, they've made me think that it's okay, but I don't think they truly understand the way I sleep. Uh, so I sleep in, completely enclosed in blankets over my head. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, but I've I've asked people about it. I'm like, no, no, air still gets through, air still gets in. But it's like seven blankets. That's I mean, seven I'm, layers I'm of just, air you're breathing. Yeah, just for however many hours. Just incubating. For years. Really? But it also could be a good thing because maybe... uh All the carbon maybe, monoxide. Maybe it's, maybe it's improving me. Is it? <laughs> it's, it's making my genes mutate. Your blue eye. Your or blue degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> It's you really sleep with the covers over your head? I really do. You don't do that. Fuck out of here. I really do. You wouldn't scared be of the boogeyman? What, what's going the on? Spiders still getting in there. Don't worry. It's the spiders. It's yeah. the spiders. The spiders love that, actually. <laughs> they love a challenge. <laughs> Low oxygen state, man. Try to. I'm not pleased with the way I sleep, too. I think uh, I don't sleep 
You guys ever wake up with your arms asleep? You know when your foot falls asleep because there's a lack of blood, you know, that tingly dead? Dude, I wake up three or four times a month. No. And I have to sit up and I have no control of either one of my arms. So I have to, I swear to God, it's like a paraplegic. I have to swing my arm and I'm not even, I'm, this is not a joke. And I have to off. swing. <laughs> I swing so I twist my torso so my arm flops around and they're dead. And I have to flop my other arm to this arm and I start squeezing it what to the get the fuck? blood back in because I sleep like I sleep like a weird way I'm cutting off the circulation under my armpit you should be I, careful it's man it's not healthy I just talked to a coworker whose wife sleeps with her arm under her pillow like that mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how you sleep but she sleeps with her body on her arm and she woke up in the mo- in the morning and she had like a pain she went to move and she like fucked up a nerve yeah like she's fucked the nerve it's common people yeah. people are sleeping incorrectly and you're putting too much weight and pressure on certain points to to block off nerve a, and, right flappy jack it's yeah. so weird dude that's i mean weird. ideally what out. you're supposed to sleep on your back is that like no, the ideal thing uh i think so you can sleep so on your back or your side yes. you're not supposed to sleep on your stomach that's so bad for you like you're, you you're ever to like laid on the floor and like you're like reading your phone and your back starts hurting, but you're still busy reading your phone until your brain gives you that signal, like maybe 10 minutes past. All right. I got to get out of this position. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You, that lower back pain. So people that sleep on their stomach, man, that's dumb. I I'm, sleep on my stomach. I'm the side. Really? Sorry. sorry. All night. Sorry. Or on my side. I can't sleep on my back. I sleep on my side. Really? Mm-mm. When I'm relaxing, like a nap, or like I don't actually sleep, oh, I'll lay on my back. Just like Christ position. But when I want to actually sleep, it's... Uh, just tucked in the fetal position, sideways, small as I can. Every blanket I own over I my think body. My hypothesis, and I think I'm right. It's more. It's talking about stress while you're sleeping, right? The act of sleeping on your stomach is. I think it's sending a signal to your brain because the brain and the body are a feedback loop, right? Now, same thing when you stand up really straight. It sends. It, it has a host of neurochemistry that comes up with standing straight. You feel proud. It, it's a feedback loop. You're feeding how you feel first by physiologically standing there. When you sleep on your stomach, because when when predator excuse, primates or humans, when we cave in, we protect our chest, our heart, we block it off. That means there's danger around. That's a that's a that's a physiological signal to be like. I, and when you're not confident, when you're scared, when you're when you're worried, you cave in, you cave your chest in, and you don't expose your chest. When you're confident, you're comfortable, and you're safe, you open up your chest, you expose your heart, your stomach, and you're sort of open like that. Now, I think when you're sleeping, to sleep in a state with your belly up and your heart exposed, all your vital organs, to sleep environment like that, it's sending a signal to your brain that's like, we're fucking safe. Like, I'm in a tree canopy. There is absolutely no threats. Spiders come. I'm fine, you know. <laughs> But when you sleep, I think the signal of sleeping on your stomach, you're protecting all your vital organs and you're afraid. I think that's a feat that you're sending information to your brain and your body that we're not necessarily safe and this might be a dangerous environment. So I think you're not getting the best quality sleep. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, it makes sense. I don't predict that man slept that way a lot because I don't think for a long time there was that 100% guaranteed security. When you're sleeping, so I think there is always this, this part of a man that wanted to protect or be in a, a, a scenario where they weren't completely vulnerable. I'm not sure. I think so. I think if you did your goddamn job, you've secured the fucking tree, 
killed the other village. There's no <laughs> threats around. You sleep like a baby that night. It's true. Organs up <sighs> like a dog, belly up. It's true. Yeah, I, I think each one is correlated to a type of person or type of sleeper that you are. I remember looking this up. And yeah, there's like stomach sleepers, there's side sleepers, and there's back sleepers. And each one means something. I'll try it and look it up be. here. And it definitely with side sleepers, they're going to have probably one side dominant, and that there's probably a, a discrepancy there as well. Or you're gay. I think one of them means you're gay. Yeah, I think it was the stomach one. That's the one where you wake <laughs> yeah. up with your arms dead. You guys waking up with erections in the morning? You should wake up with an erection every morning. Fuck, that's a byproduct. Let's <laughs> say not since I was fifteen, <laughs> and that's a that's a signal that your testosterone is adequately pumping. Isn't that funny? Dude, you I, should wake up with a boner. Yeah, every I only wake up in a, with an erection if I go to sleep with a woman. Really? I don't wake up with an erection in the morning. Just ready. So for yeah, yeah. Most mornings, uh, I do Shit, wake I'm up opposite. With I'm like opposite. Isn't that funny? Sleep. It is funny. Like biological nature is like. Starting the day off right. It's like if you're functioning well and you got adequate testosterone, yeah. you should wake do you, up. With do just you remember a hard that? Dick. At, like the first few days of your life where you woke up with a hard dick, though? Uh, like your mom comes to wake you up and you're like, fuck, fuck mom. Yeah. Fuck. Mom. And it lasts. It lasts, it lasts like, those all nothing morning, like a morning wood. I, when I get a morning wood, that's boners. the hardest wood that's possible. Hard, dude. It's hard. It's like fucking non malleable wood. And you got to try and piss with that thing. Oh, it's shooting everywhere. You bend over. I piss in the bathtub a lot lately. In the instead bathtub? Of fighting, instead of fighting my rod, try to bend that rod, I just open up my shower. Oh, like you turn and piss in the bathtub? I just piss in the shower. That's funny. I start running the water. Why are you pissing the sink? Eh, my Too sink close is to your face. Why don't you just sit down? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a big rod fucking pointing up at me. Oh, come I on. I got a big one-eyed snake. It's, it's not reaching that lip. That's actually a... Let's be real. <laughs> that's actually a pretty... Since, for, since, real. since all toilet talks on the table tonight... Obviously. It's fun. It's it's a funny thing trying to do is if you're taking a shit and then you need to piss, but you also have an erection. Oh, it's yeah. Happened. It's happened. It's that. happened. It's yeah. happened once in a while. That's before. weird. Yeah. That's, and you're like... Dah. It's like hitting the inside of the bowl. <laughs> and you're like sneezing. And coughing. And vomiting. And vomiting, crying. Crying. And crying. And laughing, smoking a joint. Texting. It's looking at your phone. That's happened. <laughs> That's happened. <laughs> That's so <laughs> weird. You're shitting. <laughs> smoking. Just every liquid. Jacking off. Uh, That's a lot of life. Watching a YouTube. That's a lot of life right there. That's multitasking, people. That's efficiency. The bathroom. The first and original office. You know what I've been doing le- uh, lately is uh, stretching before sleep. I think it's pretty good. That's, That's nice. pretty good. I stretch when I get Smart. out of bed in the morning, even when I'm tired. What kind of stretches are you doing? Oh, just your basic, like, you know, crouches and touch your toes. and stre- More stretching out the back. More than, like, hang on sure. my pull-up bar. You know, just kind of let there it crack, go. crack. Yeah, I stretch the back, bend, touch the toes, a couple body squats. My favorite one to do. A couple body squats, wow. Body squats. My favorite one to do though is the uh I do fifteen like a high knee leg lift on each side, but you like you bring the foot almost to the ground and then all the way up to your chest so you have to balance on the other foot for all before 15. bed or when you wake up. When I wake up. Okay. I, I say. do this in the shower actually. No, that's, mm. you gotta be careful. Water's splashing on my dick. Dude. Oh, that's the other <laughs> thing too. There. I think about that slipping. I think about slipping and falling, but that's only gonna happen when I do that when I'm like sixty. I got my youth. I True. got my balance. Yeah, yeah. I can do these things still. True. And do shower squats. Shower squats, yeah. The best is when I'm done with the shower and you need to squeegee it off. 
turn it into a fucking work. Hey. Oh, you squeegee your shower off? Sure. You have a little hand squeegee and you squeegee that little that little glass plate. Put a little sh- scrubbing mm. bubble. You ever make little designs on the shower oh, sure. door? They actually it? stay. Uh, if you get enough soaps come, you, know, you get a little permanent art piece. There's a uh, there's a subreddit. It's called Mildly Satisfying. Have you guys ever seen this? And squeegeeing. The satisf- the, when you squeegee something, isn't it satisfying? Yeah, that's it a good is. point. Yeah, It's a weird... And that subreddit is brilliant. I've seen it. There's that. like chopping soap. Yeah, there's yeah. things that are just... I think it's like oddly satisfying or uh, mildly satisfying. But like when there's a big wet glass and you take that little squeegee and you just start in one straight line, you go, and the glass is fucking clear. Oh, it looks oh great. it's so satisfying. Even on right? like a rainy day like today and you're driving on the freeway. And and just, it's so nice, right? Oh, it's yeah. such a satisfying feeling to us. I don't know mm-hmm. why. So I'm just thinking, I'm just, yeah, it's, and then you throw the water at the end off that squeegee, just mm. whips the ground and you do it again. Do another row. Yeah. There's lots of things like that. I mean, even pour, a lot of mildly pour, pouring water from a pitcher and getting subtly higher as the water sound changes in pitch, mm-hmm. it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like, there's lots of things like that, man. Putting on a nice pair of jeans. I like wicking my belt off in one motion. I don't like pair of jeans. Oh, one really? Mo- yeah. Let's snap. Really? Oh, oh, I love It's so satisfying to do. Oh, shit. Nice. You just unbuckle. Because it takes a while to get the belt on, right? One... Two, three, yeah. four. But then you take it off. You got to be careful, I think. It yeah, that's, that's repercussions to that. You could fucking take out a light bulb or yeah. take somebody's eye out with that thing. Soto. <laughs> <laughs> putting on a pair of jeans. I don't sometimes I don't like putting on my pants. Co- After you first dry them, though, they're so And I wear tight. boxer shorts, oh, so I got to push the oh, legs. I got to push the legs. God damn it. I'm wearing. Dude, when you get bunched a fucking up. Speedo from your boxers because of tight jeans. Oh, I hate it's it. It's the worst. You got to reach your whole hand in there and just oh. drag it down. Oh, man. It feels great, though. About Not to go out. Jeans. Nice, clean pair of jeans. Hey, yeah. how do you guys Briefs. put your, you guys like put your pants star. on before your socks? Or Two socks, legs at a time. Socks on before pants. Oh, Two pants on before time. socks. Who, what kind of psycho puts on socks before You're supposed to put on your socks first. I was about to say, you're supposed to put your socks on yeah. first. Why? Man, it's hard to put your sock on if you're pants. Well, they Why glide supposed to? Your feet can glide through. Glide through anyway. Also, well, I think this is for like dress pants. Also, like pants. a jean that doesn't pull up, uh, you're gonna have a hard time getting the ankle sock yeah. all the way up, and then it's bunching on you. God, I hate. I don't know how. That's one thing. Like when I used to be like out of shape and fatter. Like you know, like you just bend over and you feel uh, your gut yeah. hang over uh. your belt, and that cold belt loop hits your fucking bottom. Or, of your or if belly. your pants are tight, I don't know how these f- super fat people like. Just the little things. Just getting up and putting clothes on. It, it's so true. The little things that send the man to the madhouse. It's like that. Sometimes you got to work so hard to do the most mundane shit. To think of some of these people that are so out of shape and like just big and like <laughs> you know, like throw your fucking leg over and put your socks on. Or like I used to watch my grandpa do it, and it was just so laborious, such an arduous. Putting your fucking socks on and I kinda, tying your shoes and I shit. I can't think about that when I see a really fat person too because you got to think about their daily routine. They're also like, they're faced in the mirror with their nude image after, out of the shower. They see that. Then they have to get dressed and it's that struggle you're talking about getting dressed and they know why they're struggling because they just saw their nude image and they know what their body <laughs> is. They're really face to face with it. Like, just can't, some people can't That's even tough. get their shoes on, man. Yeah, like they no, can't tie their shoes. They got like slip-on shoes because of that. You know, they just got Crocs. 
there's some there's some rough bodies out there, man. So don't don't beat yes. yourself up, kid. Just but even old folks too, you know. It's like God, there's like we take for granted how physically demanding certain things, mundane things, can be. Like you ever fucking got a lot of shit to carry out of your car, and you have to do like an acrobatic move to like lock the door because you fucking have this thing and right. that thing, and you're fucking the strap in your backpacks, cutting off the circulation in your arm. Even you're like, just like I'm in pretty good shape, but this is fucking this is getting to me. You know, or like a real long. I'm ready to end it right now. I'm ready to fucking blow my brains out. A lazy reach for the remote on the couch where you're like you're feeling that tightness in your back, but you're too lazy. You want to keep reaching. You're gonna get hurt. You can't do that for too much longer, man. That's why old people are like that. They're just done. I'm done. They're totally done done. with this shit. Done. Just walking up a flight of stairs. Just something so every day like that. You hear all these old. Yeah, you hear all these old people, especially when it's raining like this, talking about. How they know when it rains, it's going to rain. Old injuries they flare it, up. They feel it in their... God. But it just, yeah, just... You know what? Like, getting your car keys out of your tight jean pockets, I hate that. As a person, I fucking hate, hate? that. I hate it, Yeah, dude. but hate... I question everything. I actually don't everything. do that. Everything. I put them in my back You know back when you got to fiddle your, back, your head... Put them in your in back pocket. The, your fucking, and you got to get it out. I mean... And then you got to find the right hard. key at your doorstep. It's not that hard. You just it have, is, man. You just put your hand in your it's pocket taxing. and you take it out. When you have tight jeans and you put your <laughs> fucking tight head... tight jeans are you wearing? Yeah, like... It's what? Saturday night, baby, and I got big hands. So you got to fucking <laughs> shove them down there and then... Shove them, really? And then, you're, and then your pocket's inside out. So now I got to fucking Push open the door. In. I got a pizza thing. And I got... Uh, and then I got to shove this oh back in God. and then you got to take your belt off okay. and you got to get up tomorrow and do it all again. It's like, why? It's the most petty complaint I've ever heard you make. You just it's true, though. It's that added up over years and years of living. You might blow your brains out. Piled on with all it's the other horse shit. It's hard. Deal with. Life is hard. You're Fucking right. end it, man. I'm done. Yeah. Tight jeans. It's all those waves getting to your head. Yeah, that's definitely a Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah, thought. You turn your apartment light on. It's like, dang. And you just, oh, God. Kill me now.